0: Isabel Thompson is the principal clarinetist of the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Sorry, Melbourne Youth Orchestra. I'll edit that out later. My bad. Sorry, Isabel, this is a great way to start it.
1: I wish, yeah. I
0: know, we're getting here to talk to us about the MYO's Moments of Beauty program. Isabel, thank you for joining me.
1: No worries. Good to be here.
0: Can you tell me briefly what Moments of Beauty is about? Kind of what it entails?
1: Okay, well, it's like a series of small concerts, which are put on at the State Library, just kind of surprise-free concerts that, like, involve a couple of Melbourne Youth Orchestra's ensembles, so nine of them, um, ranging from the younger ensembles, so the Junior Strings, up until the um, Melbourne Youth Orchestra, and then also the little um, smaller chamber groups, like the MYO Wind Quintet, and also the Brass Ensemble. And we basically... Play some music for the for the general public, and tra- in trying to um, promote uh, classical music and also music with young people, and also in celebrating MYO's fiftieth year milestone, which is exciting.
0: What kinds of works will you guys be playing?
1: Um, well, as part of the Wind Serenades, which. I'm a part of, we'll be doing Dvorak's Wind Serenade and Strauss's Wind Serenade, and also for the Street Symphony, which is the Melbourne Youth Orchestra. We're playing uh, Shostakovich's Festive Overture and the Dadfly Suite, which is a pretty awesome
0: repertoire. It's nice to see some Shostakovich on the repertoire.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Fun piece to play and good to listen to,
0: too. Good to listen to and really good for Wins as well. He seems to be one of yeah. the few composers yeah. that actually wrote with Wins in mind
1: yeah some really cool parts in the Get Fire suite, week, there's also some saxophone, which is
0: nice as well. which is nice in his jazz waltzes as well. We're always really good.
1: yeah
0: uh, yeah definitely uh, from a, this got kind of, a from a logistics point of view, like surprise concerts with an orchestra must be a bit mm. interesting. Can you run us through exactly how you guys are like dealing with having to pack up set down this kind of flash mob orchestra thing?
1: Um, well, I guess we'll be having, like, a sound check at the venue and just seeing where everything is going to fit, because we are, like, a pretty big orchestra. The M.Y.A. is a 70-piece ensemble, and we've got um, percussion and all that kind of jazz. So, I mean, the logistics of it isn't really up to me. That's something that the M.Y.A. have to work out. But it's, we're going to be on the foyer, in the foyer for Wind Serenades, because that's a smaller ensemble, and in the forecourt, so, like, outside the library for the, the bigger ensemble, so there's a bit more space, and... Yeah, it's just really cool to play in a, a new kind of venue.
0: Have you ever played in venues like this before?
1: No, no, I haven't. It's usually at the Melbourne Recital Centre, our concerts, which is like a, you know, obviously a concert hall designed for boxes and ensembles like this, but um, playing in a library is a, something a bit different. So it should be really interesting.
0: It should be really interesting to see. Like, I can imagine the reverb time, and particularly in the main hall, and the <laughs> is going to be absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. And I think for the brass fanfares they're playing in the dome, the reading area, the yeah, the big dome area, which has like a really delayed like echo time. So that should be really cool as well.
0: And all these concerts are free and open to the public as well, aren't they?
1: Yep. Yep, they're all free.
0: So that's gonna be really interesting. People they're trying to study with the brass fanfare happening on like well, if they're playing in the dome, it's gonna be everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so just talking about the 50th anniversary celebrations in general, because it's been going for a couple of months now, and you just kind of wrapped yep. up the major series on Sunday. There's the Strauss... Hinterberg, yep. And, and
1: the Brahms Violin Concerto.
0: That's right. Beautiful. That was yep. gorgeous, actually. Sorry, it was only a couple of days ago, but my memory's still a little bit hazy. That violin concerto was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Can you talk yeah, it was to- amazing. Yeah. Can you talk us through how it's been being a part of the orchestra for the 50th anniversary celebrations?
1: Um, Well, it's been an honour to play in the orchestra, I guess, on its 50th year. I mean, because I've been a part of Melbourne Youth's orchestra program since I was 10 years old, so it's obviously a big part of my life and um, has been for a lot of other people, and it's great to share in the celebrations of recognising what it's done for music and and young people. And, uh, yeah, I guess we have a lot more, um, a few more celebrations coming up with our big, concert at the end of the year as well in the town hall to celebrate that. So, um, yeah, it's been a real honour and I really am gra- I'm really grateful for what Melbourne Youth Music has done for me in my life.
0: What have your highlights of the season been so far? For this year? For this year.
1: Uh, well, we got to play, we got to see the Ash- Australian World Orchestra, I th- I'm pretty sure it was that one, and we got to have a masterclass with a few of their players and see them in concert. Uh, and... I guess this State Library um, performance is a highlight for me. We've already started rehearsing with the Wind Serenade and I'm really looking forward to
0: that. How long does the NYU usually take in their rehearsals? How long before a concert are you starting to prepare?
1: Um, Well, we would have seven or eight rehearsals prior to a concert, I guess. Uh, So we do four concerts a year and we rehearse for three and a half hours on a Saturday afternoon.
0: Cool. And seeing all these celebrations going on and seeing attendance rates and even just participation within the orchestra itself, are you confident about the future of the orchestra?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it can only get better from here, I guess. I think we've got a really um, strong foundation with our conductor, Steve, and all the, um, the people who work behind the scenes at MYO. And even next year, the programming is amazing. So it'll attract a lot more players. So de- yeah, definitely confident in the future of the orchestra.
0: Because it's the thing that's like quite present. It's an ever-present like threat, I guess, to particularly in Australian classical music tradition. Because mm-hmm. we don't have a tradition that's as long, even as an American, but particularly mm-hmm. as the Euro tradition mm. in this country. Do you think, and even looking over the programming from this year and stuff like that, and seeing the really heavy influence of Euro composers and there not being a huge influence of Australian works, and particularly Australian mm-hmm. works from female-identifying composers, do you yeah. start to see, because we always, like, I'll tell you about my background with this, it's because my background is in classical music, but my focus now is in contemporary music. In contemporary music in Australia These days, we've come so far. We've still got such a long way to go, but there's come so far, particularly in the last couple of years, in sponsoring and acknowledging and working with female identifying, like gender non-conforming artists and stuff like that. And then you start to see Mm. what's happening in the classical scene as well. Do you start to see a change in what's happening? Well, because you would see it as the youth orchestra, Mm. particularly, this is where it starts. Are you confident that the orchestra can stand up to those changes that are happening around it?
1: Yeah, well, I I think so, and I think you know classical music has its has its traditions, and um, obviously, yeah, it's definitely based a lot um, in Europe and with those sort of influences. But I think that yeah, it's definitely at the youth level is where it changes, and I think that um, the players and in terms of our repertoire choices, we're all conscious of that. I'm willing to you know, go along with the change, and yeah, and I feel like the choice of repertoire, even for this year, has been, like, we've had the Cats Churnin piece, which is earlier now in, in our program, which is you know incorporating a lot, a bit more of a modern kind of Australian aspect of things in the orchestral world, and I think that, yeah, we're definitely up with the change and so is Melbourne Youth Orchestras. And, yeah, we're likely to see more of that in the future,
0: I guess. That's a really good answer. It's a very curveball question that I like throwing at classical musicians, because it's, yeah, it's interesting to see... Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I'm not a part of the classical community anymore. It's been quite a long time. Thank you very much, Isabel, for your time.
1: That's okay.